family is probably one of the biggest things I value. I hold dearly to my heart. So it's like you want to be able to value those moments because what's more scarce than Bitcoin is time. You know, we're not able to get that time back. That's probably the most valuable thing that we have. So what can we as a tool to kind of like make sure that we're making the most of that time? And that's probably why I fell in love with Bitcoin in the first place. Let's absolutely go. My name is Patrick and welcome to the Bitcoin Pitch Podcast, where I'll chat with anyone in Bitcoin. I don't care if you're a pleb, anon, or OG, you'll be giving us your Bitcoin elevator pitch and answer some quick hitting Bitcoin questions that will be beneficial to newcomers. The goal of the show is to keep it short and sweet for all those people you are trying to orange pill. Today's guest is Camilla Campton. Camilla is a part of community management at Swan Bitcoin. Here's my conversation with Camilla Campton. All right. Thanks so much, Camilla, for coming on today to chat Bitcoin and learn about your story a little bit. Um, really appreciate that you taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a joy to be invited and just talk Bitcoin. Probably what my favorite thing in the world is <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. Um, all right. To get into it, I guess uh, what if you could just give a little bit of background about yourself um, and also how you got into Bitcoin. Yeah, sure. So my name is Camille Campton. I am originally from Colombia. I was born in Colombia and I came to the United States when I was six years old. And I did everything I could to be a good citizen so that one day I could hopefully get my citizenship. Went to college here, grew up here. I feel like I love America. This is my home. It's brought me so many opportunities. And when I went to college, I husband. So what's interesting is that he's actually one that got me into Bitcoin, but didn't know how into Bitcoin he was until we got married, moved in together, and all he would listen to was Bitcoin podcasts. And what's really interesting about him and him orange pilling me is that he never really like shoved anything down my throat. He wasn't like bringing up Bitcoin all the time. He was actually really quiet about it. The first time he like mentioned Bitcoin to me was like, hey, you should probably read the Bitcoin standard. It's a really good book. But in my head, I was like, oh, that's probably way over my head. I'm not going to get it. Like not really interested, whatever. But it wasn't until Thanksgiving dinner when he was like talking with his parents about it that I just like sat there quietly and listened to their arguments about, oh, it's Bitcoin actually important. Is it not? And that's when I was just like, man, he really knows about this stuff. This sounds really interesting. Maybe I should read the Bitcoin standard. And this was not this Thanksgiving, but last Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving of, of 2020. So I'm, I feel like I'm still really new to the space. And so after Thanksgiving, when we were flying back, um, I read the Bitcoin standard on the airplane. And that was like my orange pilling moment where I just got really mad. I got really angry because I felt like I have been lied to my whole life. No one had really taught me about money in the instance of like, what really is money? Where did it come from? You know, um, I did not know the word fiat existed. Like, what the heck is that, you know? So it's like those things, I was just on the airplane, really mad about everything. And then after I got off the flight, I was like, I feel like I should be doing something about this and I don't know what. That's when I got onto Twitter. My husband had an account and I noticed that he had been on Twitter 
like he was spending a lot of time on Twitter. I had no idea why. And then when I got into Twitter, I was just like, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> you know, you're just like, it's like a rabbit hole and like a mind virus just takes over. And that's all you think about Bitcoin. Cause you start to realize of all of these problems that are going on in the world, all these issues that maybe you have in your own life about money. And then Bitcoin comes along and it's like, hey, this is actually a better solution. And so the whole time you're thinking like, okay, how can I implement it in my life even more? Because these are serious issues that no one really talks about until you start to find other people that kind of see through the Bitcoin lens. So that's a little bit about how I got down the rabbit hole. I was pissed. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, we all kind of feel like that. Anyone who really falls down the rabbit hole. I, I know... I was definitely upset, but I, I feel like I was more upset for like my parents, like, cause they've been in the system for so long. And like, uh, it's, it, it almost flips their worldview on their head that they've been in their entire life. So I feel like it's harder for them to really understand it because they don't, they almost don't want to understand it because it's changes everything. But yeah, I, I can definitely understand the angry aspect of it. Um, because you're right, it's, it seems like you're lied to your entire life. Absolutely. And like I said, I'm an immigrant here. My mom was a single mom when she came here. And so throughout my whole head, I was just like kind of reliving my life inside my mind as I was reading the book simultaneously. It was like a very intense moment for me. And inside my head, I was like, well, my mom, you know, gave up a whole bunch of things to come to this country. We're away from our family for so many years and stuff in search of this American dream. And now I'm realizing that that's kind of being stolen away from us, even though we are here. And so it was just like, someone just like stabbed my heart in that moment when I was realizing what I was going, what was going on. But then I was like, okay, if my mom was able to come here and give me better opportunities, now I feel like I can give back to her by teaching her about Bitcoin and kind of being able to preserve everything that she's worked for, all the sacrifices and stuff coming here and bringing me along with her. So, yeah. And, you you know, you bring up that because you said you were an immigrant, Um, I guess, to kind of tie into that, you know, what's the value uh, proposition for Bitcoin mean to you and your family and kind of what you shared back to, I don't know if you shared information back home and kind of really tried to almost not, maybe not sell them on it, but at least show them the value proposition. Absolutely. Um, And it just comes to show when, when I spoke with my mom about it, for me, it was different. She got it right away also, because it's for us is that the value proposition is just that, you know, we left everything behind to come here and basically start over. For me, it was probably a little easier because I was just a child going into first grade and, you know, this is my life now. I didn't really think much about it. For her, it was countless, uh, getting countless jobs. She was uh, a mom who had like newborns with her, find a part-time job that she could work while my dad was then um, home, my, my stepdad. Um, a lot of sacrifices then her them struggling with money because it's just like is this even is this even enough hopefully saving enough to like buy an apartment later down the line Um, and so it was just like that constant like building a new life a language that they did not know did not feel comfortable with so it was a lot of growing pains for them for me 
as a child that was undocumented because it came to a point where my visa expired and now we're like trying to get residency and citizenship. It was like a time for me to just, you know, like I said, go to school, be a good student, show that I'm a good citizen to that. Someday when I have that citizenship interview, they're like, yes, you're a good person. You can, you can stay here essentially, right? But during that time, it's like we couldn't travel back home. So it was a lot of emotional sacrifices, financial sacrifices to try to build this American dream that we were sold when we were, when we were in Colombia. And, and so my parents always taught me about saving money. Like, you know, it's really important for you to save money. Um, I stayed, I lived with my parents while I was in college just for that aspect. So I was like, I don't want to get into a lot of student debt. I just want to live home, save as much as I can. And so when I realized that I had a savings account, had a good amount of money in there, I do that in air quotes because to me that was a good amount of money, um, that it was in my bank account, but that it was losing purchasing power. And I have no, I had no idea about that. That was when I was just like, well, what, what is it doing there? I need to get it out of there as quickly as possible into something that's going to not steal time away from me, but give me back time. And so when I came to that realization, that was the value proposition that I told my mom about. I told her, you know, we, you've done so many things here with my dad, build a new family, you know, try to get ahead. But if you're keeping money in fiat, this is exactly what's happening. They're stealing away from you all of that sacrifice, all of that hard work that you've put in more than 20 years. We need to start doing something about it. And this is why you should save in Bitcoin. And so for her, it clicked right away. It was instant. Like she started buying some Bitcoin, set up a savings plan, started to DCA. And so that to me was like probably one of the biggest reliefs. Like about Bitcoin, I was like, I need to tell my parents about this. Now for family in Colombia, it is a little different. And some people would think that, oh, you know, it's really a lot easier to get them to start buying Bitcoin than someone here in America, right? But it's actually not as easy because in Colombia, what they see is that the dollar is king. You know, like every, and that's what they sold us as an American dream. Go to America so that you can start earning dollars because dollars are better than the Colombian pesos, which is the currency that we have in Colombia my family still hasn't realized that inflation is hitting really hard here and that they're printing a lot of money here. They're just concerned with, you know, what's going on in Colombia, their country. They don't have time to think about what's going on in the USA and how does that trickle to Colombia, right? So they're still, they're still kind of skeptical in a way. Um, but then every time I go down there now because I'm able to travel there now. And I talked to them about it not only happening here in Colombia, it's also happening in the United States. They're printing so much money. They started printing a lot more money when this whole pandemic started. So we're not safe over there. And if we're not safe over here, because what people in Colombia will do is try to buy dollars and have that as like their reserve currency to try to keep inflation. But they realize they don't realize that you know if you're a bank that's still not keeping inflation away, the only way to keep away from inflation is by buying Bitcoin. So that's the message I'm trying to relay to them. Now that's the mission. Yeah, it's uh, it's challenging. I, I play in a basketball league on Monday nights, and last night because I post I post like weekly on my social media 
of like my new episode that dropped and someone came who hadn't been playing for a while he came back and he asked me about it and I was like I'm like yeah it's it's uh I really think it could be like the the future currency of the world and you know like I feel like right when I say that they're like what are you talking about you're out of, you're out of your mind and I always like to bring in I'm like well what do you think about all the money that's been printed in the past like year and a half like and like I'd say most of the time people don't really have a great answer. And I'm like, well, it just that de- devalues your dollar that you have. If, you, if you're holding savings, like it's just going to be worth less. Um, and then I always try to say like, it, it takes a lot of research to understand Bitcoin. You're not just going to get it with me talking to you about it, like for five minutes. Like yeah. <laughs> so. they want to, they want to understand everything in like five minutes. And yeah. then like, no, this can take hours, days, even years, you know, because you're learning about Bitcoin. There's always something, something new that comes up. And it's true. A lot of people don't even know what it means that their money is losing value. House prices are going up, but people think, oh, it's because they're going up in value. It's like, no, it's because our money is devaluing. So it makes them look more expensive. You know, that's the problem with our generation, with millennials, is that how are we going to buy houses? (laughs) You know, like, how are we going to get these things that prior generations have been able to have? We're, we're struggling here. And that's not something that all of us talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I can even, I can say that firsthand, me and my wife bought our house in 2017 and just seeing what the, the price of our house is now, you know, in air quotes, it's just like, this is crazy. And we have two young kids too. So it's not like we've done these huge renovations to the house. It's worth so much more. Like our, our house is getting beat to crap like all the time like by <laughs> our kids. Like it's, it's not worth more. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and you measure like the, the value of home prices up against like uh, the M2 money supply. Like it, it, it lines up like perfectly it shows the story. So um Something really interesting, I just met, I saw a video today of this construction worker showing how they're building houses nowadays. So he was just kind of like showing the structure and saying, you know, before I remember that, like the first floor, the foundation used plywood for for the walls, you know, just like they did on the roofs. And he's like showing a video. He's like, now we use cardboard. So people are literally paying for cardboard houses in America that you can buy it for $300,000. But then if you get it financed, it's going to cost $500,000. You're paying $500,000 for a cardboard box, basically. So it just comes to show how like things are not, it's not because they're also like way better quality that they're building these houses in. It's like, it's worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deteriorating. Yeah, and and like this is just something to add into that. It's like everything's getting much more expensive, and it's like there the people are probably going to cut costs somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. along the line, and whatever, and whatever business, not even just construction, it could be anything. Um, so to, I know you mentioned it, I think in the beginning, but um, you work in the Bitcoin space now. What do you do, and you know, what is it like working in the Bitcoin space? Yeah, sure. So um, I got <laughs> my story is probably like the biggest roller coaster ride, especially because I, like I told you, I found about Bitcoin or really 
try to understand Bitcoin that Thanksgiving, November 2020, end of November 2020. I got on Bitcoin Twitter that December. And then it's like a couple of weeks later, I have Brady and Brecky messaging me about a TikTok video that I had made. And so the TikTok video, if you haven't seen it, it's like the silliest little video, just me like kind of showing my experience and like how I wanted my message to be. I just want to focus on Bitcoin, even though I'm a newbie and there's like a lot of things out there. My focus for my Twitter was going to be me learning about Bitcoin and just sharing that experience. And for some reason that video blew up. And so they were like, hey, um, we need some help with uh, TikTok, are you interested? And I said, yeah, sure. I don't know anything, <laughs> um, but yes, I would, I would love to help. And they said, well, you know, we just need someone that's like really excited about this. And that just comes in with like a beginner's mind because they felt that some people were like way down deep in the rabbit hole. That is now hard to interact with people that have no idea what Bitcoin is. And so working uh, and then I just moved into becoming social media manager at, at Swamp Bitcoin. And so it was a huge blessing because I'm just immersed in it every single day. You know, there's not a day where I'm not thinking about Bitcoin or talking about Bitcoin. And uh, then I started part of the community management aspect of it, uh, especially after the Bitcoin conference last year. So I've been working a lot with uh, the new affiliate members. We have Swamp Force, which is our affiliate program, and just doing like little one-on-ones with them, explaining to them, you know, how how it works and how just by orange pilling other people, they can stack extra sats. It's like a little thanks from us for helping onboard new Bitcoiners and also created with another co-worker who's a swan he works from Venezuela we created a Bitcoin podcast uh, because we saw that there was a huge need that there really wasn't another American company that was really catering to Spanish speakers so we created that podcast together and with everything that happened with El Salvador I feel like it was perfect timing as well because now we see a whole bunch of others starting to come in realizing hey if a country's buying bitcoin maybe we should be paying attention and buying it as well and i feel like this is a great opportunity for latin america and spanish speakers to kind of start learning and get ahead because a lot of Latin American countries are seen as like still developing countries or the USA's backyard, you know, and it's like, let's try to change that narrative and um, educate people so that they can also get ahead and take advantage of what's going on right now. So that's basically what I do at Swan, just talk with people, educate them and get them excited about, about Bitcoin. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really fun. Um, and then also, you know, talking about Latin America and all these, it's uh, one thing that I think is really cool, and something that I feel like, at least for me, when I first got into Bitcoin and think about, like, I feel like for most people, they see number go up and they're like, oh, that's awesome, like number goes up. Um, but as you study more, um, you know, just realizing how much like Bitcoin could help all these smaller countries. Um, that are, have just been kind of just almost like enslaved to the dollar for the most part and how it kind of gives a lot of people their freedom back. And um, yeah, it's just really interesting to think about.
Absolutely. What I, my hope is, is that people don't have to leave their Latin American countries to find a better future. I hope that they can start building within their own communities without having to leave. And the only tool that they're missing really is Bitcoin. You know, they don't have to come to the United States to earn dollars. You can earn Bitcoin from wherever you are and teach people about it and actually create a whole bunch of values. So that's my vision, personally, as, as a Bitcoiner for Latin American countries and any other countries in the world, to feel like they have an option, a choice, an opportunity where they are without having to leave their roots and make the best out of it and not have to leave family behind, their culture, et cetera, in search of a better future. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, who wouldn't want that? So, um, so this one's kind of like a fun question and I, I know you shared it on Twitter because, you know, everyone's always talking about the 69,420 price. How did you like walk me through how you figured that out that six plus nine plus four plus two plus zero equals 21. That's hilarious. Um, I remember this moment. So I, I, I was just about to cook dinner and I have just like my phone on me and it's just like went through Twitter and I saw, I saw the number and this is when we were like about to hit all time high, right? So everyone was super excited. They have Elon tweet, like tweeting about that number, 16,420. And so I'm just like looking at the number and I don't know why I'm being completely honest. I do not know why I was like, I wonder what happens when I add these numbers up together. And so in my head, I, I did it. And, and it, it was 21. And I was just like, it out, not gonna lie. I was just like freaking out. I'm like, okay, now let me try it in the calculator. And I tried it like 10 times because I was like, there's no way there's no way. So I like tell my husband, I'm like, listen, add up and tell me what it is. And then he was just like, how did you figure that out? I was just like, I don't know. It just like popped in my head. And so when I tweeted it out, you have all these people like testing it to see if it's true. And they're like, yes, proof of work, it does equal 21. And I did not expect it to blow up because it's one of those tweets where you just tweet it out just for the heck of it, just for fun. But yeah, it started catching on and I just thought it was hilarious. We do live in a simulation, WTF, what is going on? Right, <laughs> It was yeah. a fun moment for sure. Yeah, it's definitely funny. And for those of you who don't know what the 21 means, you know, there's 21 million Bitcoin um, that will only ever be in existence. So, um, <clears throat> all right. So another kind of fun question. Um, and I don't know when you might have first heard about Bitcoin. Maybe it was when that first time um, in, in uh, 2020. But if you could go back in time and convince yourself about Bitcoin the first time you heard about it, knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself and why? Um, however, you can't just mention the price is going to go through the roof. Ooh, okay. I love this. Um, if I could talk to myself and when I first heard about it, I would just tell myself, this is, this is what you've been looking for without you even realizing. And you should definitely pay attention to it as quickly as you can, because it's going to change the course of how you live your life. So for example, I was just a newlywed. And in my head, my mission is to try to work as hard with my husband to build a foundation so that I can have a family and then I can be a stay-at-home mom and be with my kids. But what I was struggling with internally was 
what the heck are we going to do to make that happen? Because as we were just talking about, like, housing prices are crazy. You know, we would probably have to get a whole bunch of jobs together to try to raise money. And I honestly, I hope not to be the mom that has to leave her kids behind to go to work because we can't make ends meet. Like if I want to have kids, I want to be able to raise them and just build that strong family foundation. And I feel like all moms deserve that, you know, that want to stay home with their kids that are not able to it just breaks my heart. That's just like a personal thing for me. And so I would just tell myself that, you know, this Bitcoin thing is going to be a solution if you start to be disciplined and dedicated to it and learning about it. And not only are you going to be able to change the way you live your life and find a solution for what you've been looking for, but you're going to be able to tell other people about it as well. And that's probably the biggest satisfaction in life. So I hope <laughs> I didn't talk price. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good point. And it's funny. Um, Cause we, when I initially found out about Bitcoin, our, our first son, I, I, I found out similar around the time of, as you, it was October, 2020. That's when I made my first purchase. And then like, that's when the price started going crazy. And I was like, all right, I got to learn as much as I can. Like, cause if I don't, like, I'm probably just going to sell this thing. Like, um but our son our first son was born um he was almost a year old at that point and we knew our second son was coming and um at the time my my wife wasn't working and now like our second son is 6 months old now like i'm like i always, i know she says it too and i think it all the time like it is so awesome that you're like not working right now and there's so many, t- like, obviously we're in probably in a fortunate situation where I'm able to, I'm the only one working and she's at home, but um, like moving forward into the future, like maybe we could do it for a short period of time now. But now that I have like, we have Bitcoin, like, I just feel like it's like, you know, I don't want you to have to go back to work like ever. Like, I mean, if you want to go back to work, okay. But like, it's going to be probably pretty stressful for both of us. Um so yeah, I definitely enjoyed that piece of it that you said, because um, to have both parents working when you have kids, it's just, I don't know how people do it, to be honest. Like it's Yeah, it's I crazy. respect for those people because it must really not be an easy situation. And, you mm. know, I hear, I have conversations with parents and they're like, you know, it just all happens so fast. Like you're in a adult longer than your children it's like you want to be able to enjoy those with your kid while you can not miss out on any of it because to me family is probably one of the biggest things I value I hold dearly to my heart so it's like you want to be able to value those moments because what's more scarce than bitcoin is time you know we're not able to get that time back that's probably the most valuable thing that we have so what can we as a tool to kind of like make sure that we're making the most of that time. And that's probably why I fell in love with Bitcoin in the first place when I realized that not only number go up, hey, yeah, like, that's cool. Cool story, bro. But (laughs) (laughs) you definitely have to go have to go deeper to see how Bitcoin kind of fills in holes life to kind of make your puzzle like, you know, be put together in a way that you want it to be. Bitcoin is like that glue that's able to make it happen. 
Definitely, definitely, definitely good to leave off there. Um, so if you had to recommend a book, article, podcast, whatever it might be, to someone new who's coming into space to learn more about Bitcoin, what would you recommend? So the book, definitely the Bitcoin standard. And I love that book so much. And it's probably one that a lot of people are going to say. Um, but I just love how it doesn't even talk about Bitcoin until the very end. I love how it's able to give you a bit of history, a bit of what's going on with their world, the problems that are going on in our world, and then it talks about Bitcoin. And I feel like that's a really good recommendation as well for people that want to start talking about Bitcoin to other people. It's maybe not start talking about Bitcoin right away because they might be like, you know, I'm not interested. It's maybe like connect them at a personal level, see where they're struggling in their life, what problems they might have, and then show Bitcoin as a solution. So that's probably why I love that book so much because I, I use kind of like how it was written in my personal life as well to talk to people about Bitcoin. Yeah, I definitely agree. And you're right. That's definitely a, a favorite that um, all my guests so far probably pointed to. And I don't know if you can see it in my background. That's a, <laughs> that's a stack of them because that's my Christmas gifts this year. So probably was, the amazing gifts. Yeah, yeah that and a, and a little bit of Bitcoin. That's my gifts this year. So um, <clears throat> all right. So to get towards the end of the show, if you had like five to 10 minutes to give your Bitcoin elevator pitch to someone, what would you say? So five to 10 minutes, that's actually pretty good because we used to do this thing at, on a swan show where we would give a person one minute. <laughs> if you if you want to do one minute, I'm fine with that too. Whatever you well, think is the best, just, like the best to kind of get someone in, like interested and involved. So this is my pitch. Um, you know, when you first hear about Bitcoin, sometimes all you care about the price, but that is only just scratching the surface. It definitely goes a lot deeper than that. I just want people to know what we're facing right now is money. Money is important. Money is what runs all of our lives. It's based on what we make decisions. A lot of people are like, you know, money's not the most important thing in the world, but it is pretty important for all other aspects in life. So you want to make sure that whatever effort and time you're putting into making money, that wherever you're keeping that money is valued, it's respected, your time is respected. Um, and that's not happening with the dollars. The dollar is literally a melting ice and it's losing purchasing power. And that's why we need to be looking at different avenues to see how we can protect ourselves from this because it's not gonna get any better. It's gonna get worse. The government doesn't care and they're just going to keep printing money. And by the way, inflation isn't transitory and they have already admitted it. So we wanna make sure jumping on the lifeboat that's going to help us. So the lifeboat that I've decided to jump on is Bitcoin because it is a store of value that protects your time and your value. And the best time to start is basically now. There is no perfect time. The perfect time is now. And I recommend people to not wait to a lot about Bitcoin in order to get started. The best way to get started is to start with your education. So read the Bitcoin standard or any other book that talks to you about Bitcoin and start dollar cost averaging in. It's way better to use that formula because if you're waiting to learn a whole bunch about Bitcoin, you're going to realize that you've fallen down a very deep hole that you can get out of and it just takes time. So just buy a little bit and start educating yourself and you should be good. 
but without Bitcoin, we're basically screwed. That's my elevator pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you're, I do like to kind of say to people too, like just buy a little bit and um, whether it's like 50 bucks or whatever you can afford. Um, Or like you said, DCA, where you just dollar cost averaging weekly, monthly, whatever it is, whatever amount you can put towards savings that you don't have to worry about. And, and I feel like even if you just did that, you took the time to set up like $10 a week, I feel like you'd be very surprised at what it's going to be worth in the future. I think I lost you for a second, but that's all right. I was, I kept talking, so I don't know if it was recording. So I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll edit it out, I guess, whatever. Um, But no, I appreciate you giving me the pitch. I'm glad it didn't cut out during the pitch. So that's, that's yeah, I would have done it again. (laughs) Um. So yeah, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on uh, Chat Bitcoin today um, to kind of close out. Where can people uh, find you, follow you, learn more about stuff that you're putting out at Swan? Absolutely. So uh, Twitter is probably the place where I hang out the most. Before Twitter, I used to be on Instagram all the time, but then I kind of broke up with Instagram and just got on Twitter because that's where the really good information uh, is going on conversations that matter are going on in my opinion so you can follow me at camilla campton uh all my social media channels are there to see silly tiktok videos i'm also at camilla campton um my dms are open for anyone that needs anything and yeah just honestly thank you so much for having me super excited to have this talk with you and that's the mission to just orange pill as many people as we can and especially our friends and family because you know we love them we care about them and if we're talking to them about bitcoin it's for a pretty good reason not because we want to screw them over or anything you know it's because we love them so these are the best conversations to have with them absolutely um great way to sign off there again really appreciate taking the time um <laughs> thank you that's it <laughs> Thanks so much, Camilla, for coming on the show. You will find in the show notes links to all that was mentioned, including where you can find and follow Camilla Campton. Shout out to Last Call Monday for the intro and exit music and Drawn to Heal for the show's artwork. You can check both of them out from the links in the show notes. If you got this far, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you feel you have a Bitcoin pitch to tell, I want you on the show. Feel free to reach out to me via Twitter at baby underscore pat with two y's and two t's or email me at bitcoinpitchpodcast at gmail.com see you next time